0: This is the Bible in When You Express, day 358. Faith looks up. In A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, the central character, Ebenezer Scrooge, was a miserable, mean, miserly old businessman who is shown his past, present and future. He eventually repents and starts to give generously. Dickens captures the transformation in his character He went to church and walked about the streets and found that everything could yield him pleasure. He had never dreamed that any walk, that anything could give him so much happiness. Repentance is a very positive word in the Bible. The Greek word metanoia means change of mind. That means first turning away from the bad stuff. This is the stuff that spoils your life and breaks your relationship with God repentance means to be sorry enough to quit getting rid of the bad stuff only enhances your life but that is only the first part the change of heart and mind means not only turning away from the bad things but also turning towards god and good the word repent rarely appears on its own in the bible genuine repentance is shown by its fruit remorse is not enough a change of mind heart and life is required it is nearly always repent and repent and believe repent and put your faith in jesus christ it is not just a case of looking back but also looking up faith looks up from psalm 147 praise the lord how good it is to sing praises to our god how pleasant and fitting to praise him The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the exiles of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. The Lord sustains the humble but casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with grateful praise. The Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. Repent and rejoice the context of this psalm may well be the rebuilding of Jerusalem under Nehemiah God's the one who rebuilds Jerusalem who regathers Israel's scattered exiles this started with a genuine repentance by Nehemiah on behalf of himself and all the people genuine repentance starts with being broken hearted the wonderful news is that God heals the broken-hearted and binds up their wounds. Repentance involves humbling yourself before God. Whereas He casts the wicked to the ground, the Lord sustains the humble. But God does not leave you there. He wants you not only to look back with repentance, but also to look up with rejoicing. God's delight is not in the legs of a man. He's not reliant on or impressed by physical strength. He's not impressed with horsepower. The size of our muscles means little to him. Instead, the Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. This whole psalm is about rejoicing in the Lord. It starts with a call to praise the Lord and a reminder of how good, pleasant and fitting it is to do so. Worship brings joy and pleasure and it's an appropriate response to such an amazing God. Lord, today I want not only to repent, but also to rejoice in you. Thank you that you promise that if I fear you, I need not fear anything else. New Testament from Revelation 16 Then I heard a loud voice from the temple saying to the seven angels, Go! Pour out the seven bowls of God's wrath on the earth. Then I heard the angel in charge of the water say, You are just in these judgments, O Holy One, you who are and who were, for they have shed the blood of your holy people and your prophets. And I have heard the altar respond, Yes, Lord God Almighty, true and just are your judgments the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun and the sun was allowed to scorch people with fire they were seared by the intense heat and they cursed the name of god who has control over these plagues for they refused to repent and glorify him the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river euphrates and its water was dried up to repair the way for the kings from the east. Then I saw three impure spirits that looked like frogs. They came out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. They are demonic spirits that perform signs, and they go out to the kings of the whole world to gather them for the battle of the great day of God Almighty. Look, I come like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake and remains clothed so as not to go naked and be shamefully exposed. Then they gathered the kings together to the place that in Hebrew is called Armageddon. The seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air, and out of the temple came a loud voice from the throne saying, It is done. Repent and Respond This must be one of the most terrifying chapters in the entire Bible. It describes God's final judgment. There are the seven last plagues. It all ends in Armageddon. In the midst of the awful judgment, there are four things that should bring you comfort. First, Jesus is coming back. Keep watch. I come unannounced like a thief. You're blessed if awake and dressed. You're ready for me. Later on in Revelation We will see all the blessings that the second coming of Jesus will bring to you and to the whole creation. Second, Jesus took your judgment. The words, it is done, tell us that once this final judgment has taken place, it is finished, echoing the last words of Jesus on the cross. They remind us of what Jesus achieved on the cross for you. God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son to die for you so that you might not come under God's final judgment but rather receive all the blessings of eternal life. Third, judgment is delayed. Judgment only falls on those who refuse to repent and glorify him. God gives them, like Pharaoh, so many opportunities to repent but they refuse to repent of what they had done. God's desire is that everyone should come to repentance. He gives many, many opportunities. It's only those who absolutely refuse to repent that come under his judgment. Fourth, judgment will be totally just. Many people worry understandably about passages like this in the Bible. However, God's judgments are going to be absolutely true and just. As the former vicar of HGB John Collins always says, We will all say on that day, that is absolutely right. Look up as you wait for Jesus' return. Get your life sorted out now. Make sure there is no refusal to repent in your own heart. Respond in the right way to these warnings and help everyone else to do the same. As the Arsenal Football Academy encourages its young players, be in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing. Lord, thank you that on the cross you bore my sins for me, so that I need never face the judgment described here. Thank you that you are coming back and that you will put everything right. In everything I do, may I glorify you. Old Testament from Nehemiah 1 and 2 Then I said, I confess the sins we Israelites, including myself and my father's family, have committed against you. Let your ear be attentive to the prayer of this, your servant, and to the prayer of your servants who delight in revering your name. Give your servant success today. Then I said to them, You see the trouble we're in. Jerusalem lies in ruins and its gates have been burned with fire. Come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and we will no longer be in disgrace. I also told them about the gracious hand of my God on me and what the king had said to me. They replied, Let us start rebuilding. So they began this good work. Repent and rebuild. Nehemiah's situation was not dissimilar to our own. The church in many parts of the world is in great trouble and disgrace. It seems to have been devastated and is regarded either as irrelevant or as an object of scorn. In 445 BC, Nehemiah was also devastated by the fact that God's name was not being honoured. God's people were in bad shape, conditions were appalling. The wall of Jerusalem is still rubble. The city gates are still cinders. Nehemiah was a government worker who'd risen to high office in the Persian administration. He was cupbearer to the king. This was an important office involving responsibility for tasting the king's wine and for guarding the royal apartment. Nehemiah's response is a great model for us to follow. He was a man of action, but he began by looking up in prayer. His response was to weep Mourn, fast and pray His prayer begins with reminding God of his love He goes on to repent of his sins And the sins of the people I confess the sins we Israelites Including myself and my family Have committed against you We have acted very wickedly towards you He ends the prayer by asking God to give him success As so often happens The answer to his prayer Involved something he himself was going to do He saw the problem and he acted. He gave up a brilliant career for a life of danger, struggle and self-sacrifice. In doing so, he became the answer to his own prayer. Artaxerxes noticed his sadness of heart when he asked, What is it you want? Again, Nehemiah's arrow prayer, praying under my breath, is a good example to follow. In any situation you find yourself in, where you only have a split second to decide what to do, pray. Then I prayed to the God of heaven and I answered the king. He had already done the serious length of prayer. Now he only had time to glance upwards before he had to give an answer. The moment that he looked up, his request was granted and he was allowed to go to Jerusalem to rebuild. After inspecting the walls in secret, wisely keeping his plans confidential while he assessed the situation, he gathered the people and announced his plans. He followed up his prayer with action. Throughout the whole process, he retained his focus on God and again and again acknowledged that it is God who had inspired and enabled him to do this because the gracious hand of my God was upon me, the king granted my requests. It can be so easy to pray about something but then forget to acknowledge God when things start to go well. However, Nehemiah was also conscious of his reliance on God and quick to attribute his success to God. Trust in God that he will give you the confidence to continue with his plans, even when you encounter opposition. In good times and hard times, Nehemiah looked up to God. The God of heaven will give us success. We, his servants, will start rebuilding. Don't allow opposition to deflect you from your God-given task. Trust God and get on with the job. Look up and trust God to give you success. Lord, your church lies in ruins. The walls are broken down. You call us to rebuild. As we look up to you and start rebuilding, may the God of heaven give us success. Pepper adds, Nehemiah 2 verse 2 says, So the king asked me, Why does your face look so sad when you are not ill? This is nothing but sadness of heart. I was very much afraid. When given the opportunity, Nehemiah took it, despite being afraid. Speaking up for what is right requires courage. It wasn't that Nehemiah felt no fear at that moment. It was that despite his fear, he spoke up.